Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. This is Music Declares Emergency Radio. I'm your host, Sam Lee, and we've got another packed show for you today. Along with lots of great music, uh, we have three wonderful guests that we are squeezing into the hour. And usually we talk about other incredible people and what they're doing around the country and beyond. But today's show is actually time for us to blow our own trumpets a bit and reveal the forces within the Music Declares team. I will be chatting to Music Declares founder member and press wizard Lewis Jameson about the big music industry conference that MDE have got coming up on October the 17th at Earth Hackney. It's called the Music Climate Blowout. And if you're wanting to save the world through music, this is your thing. You need to be there. Also on the show is psychedelic solster Skinny Palembe, who will be performing at the Music Blowout uh, gig taking place straight after the conference at Earth. Skinny Palembe will be choosing his No Music on a Dead Planet tracks and telling us more about why he's involved in the Climate Music Blowout. Also on the bill performing is Mercury nominees Black Country New Road, up-and-coming Brighton girl band Porridge Radio and London Jazz Collective Steam Down. The gig will also be seeing some very exciting special improvisations and collaborations and there'll be one or two exciting guests popping up to do unusual things on instruments. So really, there is nowhere else to be that night, 17th of October. More about that coming up. And as ever, Nigel Adams' book club this month features the brilliant Donut Economics book by Kate Rayworth. First up, we'll be joined by musician, composer and founder of Classical Declares Emergency, a new sister organisation to Music Declares, Ellie Wyatt, right after this by MDE Declarers Go Girl. She romanced far from home With the streets of Mexico Over the bridge and across the wall Built around like cracker drawl Grab your gun and turn his hat that was Cracker Drool by Goat Girl, and I'm joined now by Ellie Wyatt, who is a composer and musician composing mostly for television at the moment. But Ellie is also an environmental campaigner and powerhouse on the MDE team. Having recently launched Classical Declares Emergency, she is now busy working on a brand new campaign featuring choirs across the country, hoping to raise awareness about the COP26 climate talks happening in just a few days in Glasgow this November. The project is called Sing the Change, and here to tell us more is Ellie herself. Welcome to the show, Ellie. Thanks for joining us. 
Hi, hi, Sam. How are you? Very good. Firstly, I think anyone listening to the show uh, who has small children is probably familiar with your work and compositions because you write for CBBS. Is that correct? Yes, I do. I'm guilty of a lot of very annoying earworms that parents around the country have to listen to day in, day out. So, yeah. Lots of CBeebies shows and also a show that's on Sky and Milkshake at the moment called Pip and Posey. Wow. Well, I'm very grateful that the person who is in filter, filtering into our children's ears music is also maybe homeopathically uh, infusing lots of climate action into the youth to come. Um, is, there, is there a climate theme in or sort of way that you're trying to well, funny yeah, you should it. ask that, but we actually um, wrote a song called Help Our Little World that was um, a big hit for Tea and Mo, which is a show on CBeebies. And um, yeah, that's been our big, um, um, the BBC's kind of flagship, flagship message song for really young children. Great. Well, the more subliminal messages of this you can do, Ellie, the better. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear about Sing the Change. Uh, it's an amazing project. Tell us uh, what it's all about. Yeah, so Sing the Change is an invitation for choirs and singers across the country to come together and raise up their beautiful voices, singing a message to world leaders at COP26 in Glasgow this November. Um, what we've done is we've commissioned a beautiful new arrangement of What a Wonderful World, the song by Louis Armstrong. And it has been arranged by Mark Delissa, who is a very well-known and highly esteemed choral arranger and um, choral conductor. He actually um, did the arrangement of Stand By Me for the Royal Wedding. Um, and he is um, the conductor of the Kingdom Choir. So he's made this beautiful arrangement of What a Wonderful World, which is now available for choirs everywhere to start learning and practising in um, hope that they will sing it from October the 30th onwards, um, sharing their performances, their videos, their recordings on all their own um, social media and with their own supporters and audiences and their community and their families. And the idea is that we just um, try and unite singers all over the country singing this absolutely iconic song and um, sharing this huge message of what we love about our wonderful world and what needs protecting. Wow. So how can people get involved? Um, is it all online? Is it about getting your choir to sign up? Yeah, so um, choirs can sign up via our website, which is musicdeclares.net, and you'll see Sing the Change on the website. And from there, you can download a whole package of all that you need to make your performance. We have an arrangement for soprano, alto, tenor, bass, or soprano, alto, alto, if it's for a children's choir or maybe a smaller group. Um, the sheet music is there. The parts are recorded individually, so you can just learn by ear if you're not a reader. Um, there's a piano backing track to practice to for now. And then in a couple of weeks, we will be um, releasing a really beautiful backing track that will be um, is being created by Jimmy Hogarth, who's an incredible Grammy-winning producer. He's um, worked with all kinds of incredible people from Adele to Amy Winehouse to Paolo Nutini. And he's making a, a new arrangement backing track, which um, choirs will be able to perform to um, from on October the 30th. 
Fabulous. So it can be choirs, it can be you on your own. If you're not in a choir, you don't have to be associated. There's many ways of joining in. Is that right? Yeah, there's many ways. Um, I've got a friend who's going to just do it as a quartet with three other friends. Um, also, we can, uh, we're inviting singers to do solos. We're asking people with big followings to maybe do TikTok duets. We're asking young um, up and coming artists to do their own versions and share it. So literally, um, your imagination's the limit. So you can do any kind of arrangement you want to with it. Um, ideally, we'd love to see some performances outside in nature, in beautiful settings. Um, people can think about what a wonderful world means to them where they live. Might be their local beach or their local woods or a beautiful spot near their city or town. So yeah, it's um, it's really open for people to just get creative and get involved. So this is not just happening online. There are actually some live events where people can come and join in for real. Can you tell us where and when they are? Yeah, we're going to be having some huge get-togethers of singers in Liverpool, uh, Bristol and London on October the 30th. So if you live in any of those cities, you can just learn a part that suits your voice and we will be letting you know where to turn up and when to sing. And hopefully there'll be really um, inspiring, beautiful mass choir actions happening. Um, We're also going to be filming at Rack Studios in London with um, the Kingdom Choir and some young people from the Brit School and that film's going to be turned into a beautiful video that's going to be shared after October the 30th. Ellie, thank you so much for making this happen and coming and telling us all about it. As you were saying, it's all up there on musicdeclares.net on the website. Look for Sing the Change, pester your choir leaders, get friends together to come and yeah, do little quartets and trios, etc. and get involved. It's uh, more the merrier. And um what a wonderful song to choose. I can't wait to hear all these versions. And if you need some inspiration, we're going to give it to you. We're going to play the original, the very iconic version that is Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. So, Ellie, thanks for joining us. Here it is, What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful Music declares emergency In tune with the planet You're listening to Music Declares Emergency Radio here with me, Sam Lee, and I'm now joined by fellow MD founder, member and king of all things press and PR, Lewis Jameson. Welcome to the show, Lewis. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Sam. Nice to see you. (laughs) Um, Lewis, I have to ask you, because you've dedicated so much time to MDE these last two years, but your CV is pretty amazing as a bit of a PR guru for many major acts. Um, so I'd just love you to tell us a, a little bit about some of the PR coups that you've had pre-MDE in your in your heyday. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, the, the, probably the, the proudest thing is, is working with Albo for 21 years. Um, I started with them when they started out with their first releases, and I'm still working with them today. Uh, but we have a new album out in November, just to plug that while I'm here. Um, 
and uh, seeing them grow from from uh, a band that were doing good to a band that won the Mercury and suddenly became this huge kind of um, national treasure, I think was the word that kept getting thrown around and does still to this day, was 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 beautiful. Uh, and giving Guy the, the opportunity, Guy Garvey the opportunity to speak about the things that concern him and about the way he sees the world is always a privilege. Wonderful. What an amazing band. What an amazing journey. I just, I, it's, it's really brilliant, Lewis, because you have, uh, you're not one of these people who wasn't doing very well in PR. So I'll join the climate emergency and that will keep me busy. You have laid down an amazing, uh, roster of artists that you've been, uh, pioneering to mm. come and join us, which, uh, uh is why MD has been doing so well, I think, due to your, your your genius in that d- domain um but we are here to talk about the uh the music industry conference the climate blowout uh which you're part of running which is an in real life happening um on the 17th of october lewis tell us more about this event What's okay so um it's an all-day event it's at earth in hackney which is a venue that takes sustainability very very seriously so it's appropriate that it's there uh, it's ourselves, uh, a wonderful uh, creative studio called Adapt, who do a lot of work on uh, kind of creating assets, visual assets and messaging around the climate, uh, and the superb independent promoters Bird on the Wire, who promotes some of my favourite bands, and whose Yard Act show on Thursday I'm hoping to be at. Um, so the idea came from initially a, a show in the evening at Earth, and then we decided, well, if we were there for the evening, we might as well be there for the day. It's been a long time since the music industry has gathered together. Um, obviously, there's been some gatherings recently, but it's still quite novel and new, uh, as we all say every time we see each other. Uh, and obviously, we have COP26 coming up the road. So it seemed good timing to get everyone together, get the sectors to talk, get everyone across the boards to talk. Uh, a bit of a sense check of where we are. Uh, but also a conversation uh, about what we can do next. So it's an ideas factory. It's a meeting point. It's a talking shop. It's also hopefully an inspiration. Mm. Um, it's really interesting in the, in the you know two years that we've been running or so, um, I wondered whether you, you've seen a change within the music industry towards becoming more sustainable, whether things are happening fast enough in the right ways. Well, yeah, fast enough is always a, a difficult kind of thing to to uh, to clarify and quantify. Uh, I think Greta said uh, yesterday, wasn't it? Blah blah blah. Um, so, <laughs> from the music industry point of view, though, I think there's been massive strides. Um, I think there's been a change of heart, and I think that's important to note. Uh, we're certainly talking about climate and sustainability and biodiversity and the impacts of our industry. Uh, having effects on those things being much more prominent in every conversation. Um, It doesn't feel like a tack on to every conversation. It feels like a core concern now. Uh, I think, you know, if you look at the work we've done and you've been involved with, I think Beggars uh, and Ninja Tunes announcements on on being net zero labels were, were really landmark moments because... It uh, it realised that that there would be such a thing as a net zero record label. Until that point, there was much debate about could we have a net zero label. Um, Beggars Group and Ninja Tune have said yes, we can, and this is how we're going to do it. And here's the timeline, and this is this is the the procedure. So that's made a huge difference. Um, and I think that's inspirational to others who who may be saying, well, we'd like to do this, but how do we do it? You know, your own label, Cooking Vinyl, have done a lot of work, but it's not just the independent sector and it's not just the labels. I mean, Universal have been doing this stuff for a long, long time under David Joseph. Warners are doing it now. Sony and Sony Publishing, you know, they're on, they're on, they're in MDE, Sony Publishing. They're very active. 
But in, in live, you've got Festival Republic, Live Nation, AEG, all committed, all looking at ways of doing things, yeah. all, you know, coming up with new mechanisms. Then you've got something like Earth Percent launching Brian Eno's um, charity, uh, who Andy have very close ties with, uh, uh, which allows the music industry to fund climate campaigns. That's really important because finance, as we know in MDE, is always a, a sticking point. So having somebody from the music industry like Brian is obviously very prominent, incredibly well connected, and has some serious backers for Earth Percent saying we need to support climate campaigners here and the best way to do that is through financial contribution as well as our own action is really important and as ever julie's bicycles were you know one of our founding members again you know part of the md family their work and their research and their their kind of uh ways of explaining and helping businesses to to achieve better sustainability and reduce emissions are desperately important yeah, well, it, it, these things happen in seasons and it feels like at the moment there's a real blossoming, particularly encouraged by COP26, I think, for people to really start to kind of reveal what their intentions and targets are at the moment. But, I mean, that's that's the industry side. And, yeah, Earth Percent, which I'm sure we'll be talking about more on this show in, in episodes to come, uh, are dealing very much with the artists. And um, you, you know, you sit very close to the – you're in that interface between the artists and their public – persona their messaging um it's a whole different thing for artists to talk about climate change and going and sustainability um what do you think are some of the challenges for artists uh for yeah raising their head above the parapet and the some of the things that they're experiencing or, or where it's been really kind of going well for artists to speak out about climate change Sure. I mean, I, I think I think the first thing with any artist that, that you have to recognise, and, and, and having been both poacher and gamekeeper, I understand this, is, is that artists are very much uh, on the radar of every cause in the world. So, you know, the first thing you have to realise is artists are being asked to support all kinds of causes, and many of them very good all the time so it's just a simple issue of time uh, and availability um you know you can't give so much of yourself there's nothing left as one artist said to me once and i totally understand that um i, I think when it comes to climate in particular um i think when we started mde the, the biggest challenge that we identified and i remember talking about this in our meetings was reputational damage was that the fact that there was still an element of of, of the media out there an element of commentary and an element of the political spectrum who were still resistant to accepting that this was real and we needed to do something about it. Um, I think the most positive thing is over the last couple of years, I think that argument has finally ultimately been won, that dragon's been slain. Um, so I think that has removed, uh, you know, that's disappeared for artists as an issue, just the straightforward, you know, how dare you lecture me on this, it's not true thing mm. however there is still the, the the reality that artists have to work and artists work with it like us all i mean in a sense i have a lot of sympathy with xr's argument that you know we're all hypocrites because we all exist in the system and artists exist in a very specific system um there's uh, and you'll understand this as an artist there's a feeling that artists uh, outside the perception is that artists get to make every decision themselves and that they have total power but we know reality that that isn't the case there's a huge amount of different kind of organizations bureaucracies and, and and decision makers in an artist's career um so when an artist says something on climate it's very easy for naysayers to say but you fly but you this but you that um as though the artist has total control 
Um, and as you know, and, and I stand by this, MDE doesn't believe that we should go around victim blaming everyone um, because they have to fly to tour America. Realistically, that's their job. They have to fly to tour America. So, you know, on something like flights, we would say to artists, it's about unnecessary travel. Yeah. It's not yeah. about all travel. Um so I think that's a challenge, but I think we are starting to craft and we are, we are developing ways that artists feel more comfortable. So I think that's the first thing is that artists have to be brave, but a lot of artists have been, and we've seen that. We saw that with Turn Up the Volume. We saw that with the initial declaration. We've seen that with people like Foles and with Billie Eilish carrying our message and Mel C, but also with Julian Lord Webber, you know, and Architects and Napalm Death, all these people from across the spectrum. And that's been the most beautiful thing is seeing all these artists come together. And I think that's the other thing. I think artists working in concert as one voice is a very, very powerful thing. Because ultimately, you know, the kind of logic of MDE is that artists have a trust from their fan base that very few other, if you want to call authority figures or public figures have. You know, when I was a kid, if my favourite artist said something, read this book, I'd go and read the book. If they had a political stance, I'd at least look at that political stance and consider it in a way I might not do from a politician. So artists have this fundamental power. Um, and if they are committed and if they believe in what we're doing, if they believe we need to take action and they believe that we need to improve sustainability and biodiversity, if they can use that power, they are going to have so much more impact with so many more people, which ultimately will reflect back into the political system. Yeah. which changes the system, which puts them in a different position in terms of that systemic pressure we were talking about to start off with. Brilliant. Um, the Climate Music Blowout Conference is going to be for artists as well. It's not just for industry. Can you... Mm. Uh, mention maybe what some of the subjects that is going to be discussed um, yeah the, the conception of it the idea behind it is that we're going to essentially walk through as much of the music industry as we can with apologies to any publishers that are listening we're not walking through publishing per se it will come out but we haven't got a specific publishing thing so we go from an artist panel which talks about what artists can do the decisions they make um how they the, how they administer their business um we go from that through to a label panel we then look at live we then look at um a futures panel um and we're also talking about digital now we're not doing panels on digital we think digital is such a massive thing and there are so many interesting new things so the, the idea is we want to introduce digital in this conference and talk about the potential of digital with a view to doing something more substantial down the road my conception of it is that that we have the original music industry, which is doing a lot of work. You know, we talk endlessly about packaging, about vinyl production. We talk about distribution and retail, all those things. There are things that we're comfortable with. We've had a lot of time to deal with them. There's, there's a lot of conversations going on, and those conversations are, in a sense, historical. With digital, we've got something new every day. You know, the, the, the power that's used by DSPs, uh, you know, the, the kind of the, the hardware that's used, all those kind of things, they, they're still relatively new conversations, but they will be part of this ultimate conversation about a net zero music industry. So we've got two really interesting things going on there. We've got uh, Giles Drew from State 51, who's a digital distributor. So he's going to talk about digital distribution from his point of view and some of the things that perhaps could be better in terms of energy use, in terms of the way we use data, in terms of the way we push it around the system. So you can go into your favorite DSP, nearly quoted one specifically, and press a button and hear that that immediate music you want. Mm. And then we've got a chap called Mike Walsh, who I've known for a long time, who's got, had a long career in the music industry. 
he is at a company called Serenade, and they are working on an NFT. Now, NFTs, when they came out you know, a year or two ago, uh, were a difficult thing because they, the, the power usage on them, they're a bit Bitcoin-y in, in, in my thinking. They, they use so much power to generate these unique things that people then pay you know, artifact prices for. They are working on an environmentally friendly net zero NFT. Now, from an artist's point of view, if you can create NFTs, and obviously there's always that conversation with artists, which anyone in the industry gets, which is about value and about how do you make a living these days. And we've all, I would imagine, followed the, the conversations about streaming and, and, and understood how difficult it is for artists to make money these days and uh, the way that the industry works, perhaps. NFTs seem like a good solution to that for some artists, but the power issues, the, the usage of energy issues. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. So in a sense, we're going to talk about what I call the old music industry, although given vinyl sales, that's still a very viable and very important part of the industry and is, is essentially the spine of the industry. But we're also going to point to the future and talk about the potential things we can do in this newer, shinier, arguably digital record business so that we have um, what i hope this means is that we start to see the connections and i hope we can we can realize um a conversation that, that looks at the whole of the music industry with artists involved with fans with everyone and yeah. collectively come to a conclusion about things we can do and then push forward so ultimately it's about just a wider education about the how the whole system works and how it can be improved and, and yes and yeah and about and about bringing in as many voices as possible. So everyone who attends, we want to hear what they think as well. This isn't a, you know, a one-way street. It's really yeah. important that we hear from the people in the audience as well. Because, you know, if they're students or if they work in the industry or if they're fans, all their opinions are valid. We're all part of the same thing in the end. Yeah, that's brilliant. And of course, the conference isn't just for artists and industry. It's open to the fans and the public in general. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can find out more about it on musicdeclares.net website. Um, or you can go shake. to the Climate Music Blowout um, website, which is www.climatemusicblowout.com. Brilliant. Lewis, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really wonderful to hear you speak about it. Um, come again. Tell us more. You're a man in the know. <laughs> <laughs> nice to speak to you, Sam. Thanks for coming. Speak to you soon. Ta-ra. Take care. Bye.